Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. <laughs> and then they're like, you mean there, there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here, you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. Jump in both feet, because this is the future of entertainment. This is where it's going to be. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Hey, everyone. My name is Victoria Atkin. You're listening to the Performance Capture Podcast Season 4. And I am very, 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 very excited to introduce this fantastic man and performer to you all. Uh, can you tell everybody what your name is and where you grew up? My name is Ace Ruel, so that's my first and middle name. And I grew up in London. I'm from Northwest London, where I was born and raised in the weather-changing, when it wants to, environment, shall we say. <laughs> I'm sure that's uh, given you some character growth <laughs> during the years. Um, can you tell us what you do? What's your official title? And uh, where you work or your profession? Can you let everybody know that? So my profession is I'm, I'm an actor. That's what I grew up being, wanting to be. I'm a performer and, you know, I put performer as everything. But actor is what I am. And I specialize in the field when it comes to creature acting, creature acting, especially animated acting, which is often used for live action for a lot to do with motion capture for film and video games as well as being a person that runs a company called Creature Bionics which is where we make practical effects equipment which helps actors to enhance their performance and their physicality to be a creature so a lot of the work that I've done between video games and film the ones at the top of my head the Eternal film for Marvel Eternals I've worked on outside of just doing Creature, The Matrix, for mocap, video games, the top of my head, Dead Island 2, Planet of the Apes VR, The Impatient, Be Shall Rise. Yeah, they're the ones that just quickly come to my head, but there's, there's, there's a little catalog to it. Yeah, we've seen, and it's, it's amazing to, to hear, and we'll talk more about specific moments from those projects a little bit later. Um, can you, I asked this question to everyone, and it's a, it's a great question. It, it probably has a big answer, or maybe maybe not. Uh, how do, would you best describe what performance capture is? How would you describe that? I would say performance capture is about taking what is from reality and putting it into the virtual 3D digital world. That's what it is, you know, is being able to take the reality, the, the movement of something and the performance of something or someone, because of course you could put the markers on anything, and taking it and putting it into a digital format where then it can be used in any way. So, you know, if we want to have Victoria in space, riding a car, landing on Mars, it's easily done by capturing your your performance of riding a car and then taking that information and translating it into a 3D virtual format, which then can be placed anywhere. And it avoids a lot of hand key in an animation where, you know, hand keys where they do everything by hand. So they not only get a lot of their work cut, but they also get a more realistic performance of what they want to achieve and for me that's what motion capture is performance capture 
I think I'm going to have to take requests on motion capture and performance capture scenarios. That one was a good one. (laughs) How did you first discover performance capture and how did you become involved in it? What was your first gig that got you in the suit, got you in the volume? So my first actual motion capture job was Legend of Tarzan. That was my first job where I played a majority of the apes and the lions for the film. And, And that was the onset motion capture which some some people call it motion capture suit some people call it a ref, reference tracking suit but it leads back to the same thing the only difference is is that the markers are different and you're on and you're on location so that was my first introduction to it which came about from i have to tell the story that you know one day i was in the gym with my friend and he was like hey they're looking for you know black guys to be in Leg- and, and Legend of Tarzan to play the Warriors because they, you know, we're making like 200 and 350 pounds a day. <laughs> you know, they're looking for extras. And this was a time when I was doing the extra stuff just to like get the idea of how it was to be. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So I applied for it, you know, and put down and when I got my sheet, it said Manjani. I'm like, Manjani, is this, is this something different? What What's this? Is, is this the name of the Warriors? And then I ended up going and I was a two-day workshop slash audition to be the apes. And I don't know why I ended up in that part, maybe because, you know, I had that I trained as an actor because, you know, movement and dance, because that's my my original core of myself is dance, break dancing, body popping. So maybe because I had those things down, it, you know, it slipped into a different direction. But that was the first time that I learned about motion capture. And I, when I was working with Wayne McGregor, who is like the biggest creative director movement guy in the UK and one of the biggest in the world. And he was like, oh, this is this is motion capture, you know, motion capture, you know, there's and then there's these studios like Imaginarium. And he was giving me all the things because I never knew that people played creatures. You know, I thought it was all CG. My plan was to be an action actor because that's what I loved. But I've always loved creature and animal and being weird and wonderful and because it's like dancing you get to use the whole of your body you have to interchange and become something that is not real and so so when I discovered that he basically told me you know the Imaginarium he told me about the studios and everything and it took a while from you know to get into the field of motion capture and performance captures it 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 took a while because it's easy to use the same people to play different people and characters because, you know, this team, they understand them, they know what they're doing. I, I could play a male, I could play a black, white, you know, all types of stuff and they can interchange it. So it took me about two years to really get into motion capture and that came about from, luckily I had the credit of Tarzan and I used to, I went on LinkedIn and I think I messaged, yeah, I messaged like all the studios like the and it was the vice president at the time of Imaginarium that res- responded to me said we're going to pass you on to our casting director and that was for Planets of the Apes fr- um, Front Frontier the game and I I didn't get that game I got I got to the finals but the following year they I didn't have to audition to do the VR version and my first experience inside the volume to be honest was I auditioned for Pacific Rim 2 to play uh, a creature and so and I put that audition tape online of the movement I had to do which was like a robot that gets infected and turns into an alien type of beast and I put it online Portsmouth University contacted me said I could I do this for their students and they'll create something which was the American werewolf that they created out of it and yeah that was my first experience inside the volume and 
Then I had the first game, which was impatient. That was my first very game. And I didn't even think about games. I had, I didn't even, I didn't even fathom that video games were made by actors. I, I don't know why I play, I'm a, I play, I, I'm a gamer. No, I, I agree. I never, I never knew this either until I was on the set for Assassin's Creed and was like, oh, yeah, like, this is, this is I'm what like, I'm doing. Oh, like, cause you just, because <laughs> yeah. it's all digital. So, you know, you just think that someone's doing the digital for the characters. Well, they don't teach you that at drama no. school. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't they, teach they, you they, that they, in education. Well, they didn't, they yeah, do they, now, they, they drop but it they now. didn't at the time. You just. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't. So the impatient was my first professional game experience and Portsmouth University was my first experience in the volume outside of that I just had done motion capture on set they're amazing over there at the University of Portsmouth we have to get Alex on the show he's he's great the coordinator over there mentor so your favorite thing about motion capture you've touched upon it a little bit but you know when you get booked for a gig what is it that gets you really excited is it the prep is it getting on stage and experimenting is it looking at the final product What, what gets you excited it's being able to use my movement, you know, especially when I'm playing, because I've played, you know, normal human characters and everything as such. But for me, it, I think my favorite experience really with motion capture is the fact that when I get called to do a game and they give me the playing room to create the movement for the character. So they've just got the concept of the look and they've given me the imagery and they said, Ace, look, you know, we haven't decided what moving everything can you come up with stuff and you know we work together on it and doing that and giving idea and feeding it back and to then seeing it at the end that for me is the best part for motion capture you know because i've done jobs where you know you you got the cut scenes which is obviously similar to like filming for film and then you got the locomotion of a character where you know you do i've done like five different characters in a, in a, in a day with different uh, only person in the studio, different creatures from, from zombie to then uh, another form a format of a zombie to then a quadruped. So all of these different things I've done. And it's very, it's very, it's, it's very challenging because it's like a challenge for me. Like, can I keep up, you know, eight hours. And if you've done locomotion, anyone that's listening or don't know when you do all the movement for a game and you're holding a control pad and you're the only person in the studio is full on. There's only the, the lunchtime break and then you're full on so for me it's the creative part of being able to feed the idea use all of my physicality to help create that something and then seeing it at the end that's my favorite thing about motion capture you have a company called creature bionics can you talk a little bit more about that and how that developed so creature bionics is a practical effects company and what we focus on is creating practical effects for actors to enhance their performance as a creature so prime example a lot of people may know arm extensions which is which was used on planets of the apes so we create we would create something like that so that victoria can have a similar skeleton to the creature or animal she's playing so we make different things from tails to arm extensions to digi legs and at first it was all about me so you know me being able to rock onto victoria's set and having these things where you didn't even expect that i would have these things but i rock on set with them and now it makes you as the director be able to visually see more of what this thing is supposed to be rather than me being in a blue suit so oh the the creature is eight foot well i got my digi legs now now i'm eight foot oh the creature's got a tail oh okay we got one now you know i just recently used the tail on 
on another Marvel film that I, I'm still on now, which I can't say, but it was the fact that they didn't expect that. And then when I rocked up to it with it, they were like, oh my God, we can use this. And I was able to use it. So it's, it, it started as that, which it came from working on Eternals and one of the characters had a tail and it was, because I had arm extensions before and it was, why can't we have a tail? You know, and I realized that on productions where the creature is not the main cast, so you know, like like how Caesar is for Planet of the Apes, they're just kind of left to, you know, blue suits or whatever, you know, they're just left there. So they're not gonna it's not like Star Wars where they pay fine detail to every single creature for, you know. So it's left there. And I, I realized the gap that no, we you know, people doing that should still wanna perform. They still want to be in that zone so when i went to eternals i said look i as an actor i want to be able to i don't want to be running around on two legs i'm meant to be quadruped so i'm going to bring my arm extensions and do that and then at one point my creature was too low so i got some leg extensions and i was up six foot high moving around so it was a bit okay a tail my character has a tail so it was from that job that i said you know i'm going to invest in creating my own equipment and from there we are now at the place where creature bionics yes it is a practical effects company but now we we offer motion capture because obviously i i have a xn suit we offer training so we train people how to use the equipment like the the arm extensions and so we've moved into the the field of being able to supply more services in regards to creatures on productions from video games to film I love your ethos and your energy and your and I and I find this to be a pattern with the people that I've been interviewing on this show and and the people that I want to have on this show that are very groundbreaking and you you definitely are and you've done a lot of motivational speaking I've seen yeah. as well um how's that affected your career as an actor as, uh, and you know and your I guess risk taking you know for for breaking down these barriers and creating new things and I think that, you know, this medium is so great for that. You know, it's same with starting this podcast and, and everything seems to be new and unique, but only some people are doing that, including yourself. How's your motivational speaking? How, how has that affected what you're doing? I've, I've been doing that for a long years and that's because of the past that I had, you know, growing up, I, I was, I, I got into like street culture and, and street gang and, and ended up going to prison and I served like four and a half years so it was a thing when I came out I had the drive to still be able to gain a acting career even though I had the criminal record so I had the drive to do so like it was like a proof to myself that I can still do it the reason why the acting works is because the people that I get called in at first when I used to do talks I used to get called in to you know talk about the jail experience you know why this experience but now I will get called in like okay Ace you went to prison for so many years and now you're working on on this project how do how like how did you make the transition because to the youth in some communities and they see tv as like the woo-ha and you know they see prison as the the low so it's like the, the spectrum is completely polar opposite and it's like okay how did you do that and so every time I do a job Yes, I'm I'm proud, you know, I'm grateful, I'm proud, you know, I'm happy because I know what it's done. But the beauty about every job that I do is when I go in to do a talk and I can say to them, you know, 
I worked on a Marvel. You know, Marvel is like the biggest thing in the world. So when I go to his school and I tell them, yeah, I was once involved in this, but now I'm doing this and I'm doing this for this, you know, the 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 way that they radiate and relate and see what is possible. Because I never had these type of people come into my school. You know, we might have a police officer or something like that, but nobody coming, I don't remember anybody coming, you know, when I was going through certain things to come in and be like, you know, you can fix up. And, you know, yes, this environment, you know, kind of does push certain people towards certain ways. But when you take that mentalism and you place it in a different field, you can achieve the same thing. You know, you can, you can, the, the same energy it takes to be the baddest bad man on the street. It's, you can use that energy and become one of the greatest actors or one of the greatest businessmen. It's the same mentalism, you know? So I love that. I never had nobody yeah. tell me that. Yeah, it's the same thing. You have to do certain things to become the baddest boy or the, the biggest bully or whatever. You have to do certain things. But that same drive to be so, if you just switch that drive over here, you can achieve the same thing. Because you never was once the bad boy, you know? And I love how you've turned your life around and, and given service back to this community is amazing. And I'm, you know, so grateful myself <laughs> for, <laughs> for knowing you and for that you put on all that energy and that effort and that effort yeah. for doing that. Cause it's hard to change, you yeah. know, everybody's going through their own stuff and, and we don't, you know, this show's not about mental health or stuff like that. But, you know, when people are pioneers in the industry, I think it's really important to look yeah. at what's underneath that. You know, they're not these people that just come out of the blue. There's a lot of hard work underneath the tip of the iceberg. And I appreciate that about you particularly, um, that you just continue to um, do that. And, and, and it, you know, it's paying off for you. And, and again, you're giving back by sharing your experience. So thank you. Yeah. I want to say, um, we'll talk about, you know, as a creature performer, as well as, you know, uh, all the other stuff that you've been doing. A lot of people think that it takes a lot of physical training. How do you, do you agree with that? Is there a lot of, you know, what's your preparation for that? Do you stay very fit? How, how does that, what would you say to people that are wanting to get into that? I definitely believe that there's, there's a couple of things that you have to have mandatory to be able to play a character to the best of your ability. So yeah, you know, if you're not a dancer, that's cool, but you have to have some form of awareness with your body and how to tap into that you have to be able to tap into the self or the ethos where you know how to just be in the moment and because when, when you're so if you look at it on a on a particular level when you're playing a creature i'm trying to convince victoria that what she sees right now is not ace Rel, you know human being you know guy male whatever labels they are i need to convince you that you are seeing something deadly or something vicious or something small. I need to convince you. And I can only do that by totally becoming it, vibrating that that field of energy that that when your brave picks up those wave patterns, it go, it hits the subconscious. Because there's it's there's very deep detailed detail things that I've realized about, you know, from, you know, self-studying neuroscience and psychology and certain things. And when you understand those levels of things, you realize that I'm trying to connect with your subconscious. My performance is trying to connect with your subconscious so it can think about what it's visualizing and then see it. 
you know, because conscious Victoria knows that's ace, you know, that's a, that's a guy, you know, it's a black guy, you know, that's human. But if I, if my field of energy can tap into your subconscious while you are focusing on me, because when you're focusing, the subconscious mind is still working. So I'm trying to get there to convince. And for me, it takes the physicality, you know, it takes the, the being, you have to become, you know, for actors, it's method acting for people outside of method and not understand what method acting is when you become it's about just being in the moment just living and being there's no thoughts of okay i'm going to do this i'm going to do that you just you respond and react because creatures if you think about animals most animals what separates us is the amount of frontal lobe that we have compared into frontal lobe cortex which is for our cognitive thinking and everything we have more capacity of it than most animals so they're more based off respond responding reacting and instinct so we have to revert to that to play that and bring out so physicality is definitely a thing that you definitely need as well as truly being in the moment and finding yourself lost like i'm not ace i am i am you know caesar let's just use caesar for example because that's the one that people mostly know or i am Gollum. like i am Gollum. i am i'm not ace playing Gollum. i am so it takes that knowing of self being able to because you might look stupid when you do it being able to accept that that's what becomes a part of being the creature and the physicality of it the physicality because yes you know the more flexible you are there might be certain more things you can do but sometimes being too flexible you may not have this rawness that some people who are not very flexible can have, if you see what I'm saying. So, but physicality and being mentally in the moment are the two main important things. Can you just tell us, you know, we're getting to a little bit towards the end of the interview, but I would love to hear, you know, a specific experience on the motion capture stage for you. Maybe it was in, you know, The Legend of Tarzan or Marvel Eternals. You've talked a little bit about using... Uh, your creature bionics and and different things. Is there any we love stories on the show? Any funny things that have happened on the stage, or think something that you could share with us from a particular project? The most iconic thing for me was I spent Legend of Tarzan. It'll always be that because it was the first. It was you know going on set because I normally have like a a chant that I do before I go to perform, and being in that field, I I went into my 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 state and seeing that how that performance leveled me up to be able to play the other apes and the lions so for me that inside the studio one of one of my moments i would say in the studio is realizing how how much effort it takes as a team to create the final product that for me that for me that's the most amazing thing like about Mm -hmm. motion capture that you it because Without the animators and without them and, you know, the team coming together, like, the, it's not going to be what we see, you know? So for me, about really, about motion capture and in general, and even just film-wise and everything, it's just the effort it takes to, the beauty of the team working together to create. And in the world of motion capture, you can create anything. So for me, Legend of Tarzan was that and and for in the video game, I would say my my favorite experiences was when I had to play multiple different creatures for Dead Islands 2 and the variation that I had to put in and when time is 
sweating and I'm when I want to stop, but I have this drive tonight. I'm going to keep going. And another highlight I would say is, you know, when a team from Canada flew in to capture my performance and that made me that made me feel humbled in the sense that they felt that they would travel halfway across the world just to be able to to capture it for for a, a game which I was able to participate in helping them create what type of movement for it. So those those moments for me in in motion capture are the ones that stay with me because it just lets me know that I'm doing what I need to be doing in order to get where I want to get to. And uh, finally, before we wrap up on this, if there's somebody that wants to do what you're up to <laughs> or wants to transition you know, into this, what's the one piece of advice that you could give? Learn to make yourself an asset. You know, Learn to make yourself an asset. You have to give people reasons to why they want to invest in you. And the reason you find that is by finding what can you offer that many other people either can't or are not doing, and therefore there's a space for you to globalize on. So for, before I done a lot of the creature stuff, you know, you could have found somebody to do the stuff that I'm doing, and you probably still and you still can. The only difference is I've made myself valuable by I have my own equipment. You know, I have the credits behind me now. I have my own suit, so I can rock up to a set and ha- bring an extra suit and do something. So I would say to people, understand what it is you want to do. So if you want to do motion capture, you know, do the basic stuff like, you know, if you can do a class, you know, contact studios, contact universities that do motion capture, give them your time. But you need to know what you are offering. What is What are you offering that they're not just going to go and get me or many of the people that might be working in the studio that they can just go and get? They know them. They know their punctual. They know their, they've got everything. Work on your branding and what it is that makes you an asset to make the people want to bring you into their studio because you know how it is victoria you like you end up on set with the same type of people because it's like yep. i can just use victoria that she knows what to do she's punctual you can play many characters she can play all of these females why not it's, you know it's, it's much easier you know than to go through all with someone so know what your what, what's the asset that you have that will allow with the normal skills which is you know have physicality have some acting training behind you you know the punctuality but i would say it's all about your branding having the skill and the personality i love that branding gets you seen skills get you the job personality gets you the next job that's how i look at it on every set that's my favorite thing that you coach when you coach for us in the classes is that brand personality yeah. uh, a brand skill personality and and it's true the personality and and you are just a great you know and asset being an asset i just that's literally i think that's my favorite answer to advice because that's it you know how can you be valuable it is such a team effort there's so many people particularly on the video well film and tv as well yeah. you know working on this you you're just a tiny piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. and and acknowledging that you know and if you're not an asset then you know that you're replaceable yeah um people want to get in touch with you you mentioned that you're on linkedin is there any other socials that you want to give out or your website or something that people can get hold of you the two that i use really like mostly professionally is linkedin so h for and that's where i put like everything based around that's where i get most of my work from from linkedin to be honest and work because it's like i'm often on there and i use that platform again for branding and and demonstrating certain things so LinkedIn or, you know, the more casual slash work, Ace Roll on Instagram 
or you know go to aceworld.com if you want to see all that I do from the acting to the talking you can see like the what I actually I am for myself so yeah aceworld just put it in pulling google or in uh, instagram or linkedin or yeah any anything like that <laughs> my name something will come up amazing well we'll give all your links out as well with this episode but thanks so much for your time today ace you're an asset to this industry and i i appreciate you coming and uh, and chatting to me today thank you that's no problem thanks thank you for listening victoria now hosts online classes for students worldwide To learn more about how to work in the performance capture industry as an actor, visit www.victoriaatkin.com forward slash classes to find out more. The Performance Capture podcast was recorded and edited at Soundbox Studios in Los Angeles. Soundbox LA is the founding studio in the Soundbox Studio Group, a collective of talent-owned and operated boutique voiceover studios with multiple locations in the Los Angeles area and Southern Colorado. You can find out more at soundbox.la. This podcast could not be made without the efforts of many people. We'd like to thank our guests, my fellow producer, Bethany Monroe, our social media manager, Bailey Reeves, and the amazing team at Soundbox Studio Group, Tim Friedlander and Ryan Riveros. The multi-talented Ryan is also the composer of our theme music. 